Hello, Sorensen Sound. I'm wrapping up my little professional meeting boot camp that I put myself through this summer. And honestly, like, as much as it is something I put myself through, I'm very grateful to, to myself, question mark. Um, but also to everyone that was, like, willing to meet with me. And I'm so glad that everybody did. Oh, my God. The wind suddenly making crazy sounds. Um, yeah, I am grateful also to all my professors, contacts, what have you, that made time for me. And even my friends that are, like, further along in their careers that were just, like, willing to candidly talk to me about their experiences. Um, yeah, I'm so, like, last year, this last year has kind of been a weird professional renaissance, which, I mean, you would hope for in this, this period of time in my life, this age. Uh, but for the longest time, I just thought networking is so shallow. But now, I think something that really clicked for me with this meeting is that um, so the person I was talking to she was telling me that she she's like I'm an introvert but I'm very much a people's person and I loved that phrasing I was like yeah that is so me and like completely understand what you're talking about where as much as like she kind of the other side I guess that you could offer to that is that some people don't need they don't necessarily, they care about people, but they don't need to have, they don't need to be close to their coworkers. they don't need to have a community of any kind, they can just, the company's mission can be enough, whereas I, I'm not like that, I mean, that I do need it, to have some kind of meaning, um, but, yeah, not, <laughs> I, I need people to care about, otherwise I will not want to go into work, and, got a bit of my head ahead of myself oh but she was saying that this current role she has um she a friend at her former job just kind of suggested it to her because of that personal like even though they aren't close friends outside of work they understand each other they know each other and it lended her the role that she has now and it is a community in a space that's a lot more her style and so I guess, like, if nothing else, if networking is difficult for you, then kind of take it as a chance to, like... I mean, when I do, I realize this rather early on, is that it's only shallow if you make it shallow. Um, but then again, your network... Like, networking forms a network. You create a community. And that is so valuable because even though work is not your life... You, you're, you're, you're you at work. Like, you don't, you don't just disappear. And it's a part of your life. And so you would hope that even if you're like me and you have the mentality of you work to live, you don't live to work. It's a part of it. And you don't want to just wish your life away, waste it away, which was a conversation I had at another meeting I had today with a former boss of mine where they were just telling me that... Um, that they kind of realized that was the case in this position, which uh, is very like seasonally oriented. So there'll be like busy periods, and they just found themselves like constantly wishing time away, and that would kind of make their social life as well kind of slip out of grasp. And yeah, so just where was I coming from? <laughs> 
yeah, just having these kinds of conversations, very beneficial. Your network, oh, that was <laughs> where I came from. But having a network of people that understand you can help guide you to roles that would actually help you grow and give you some sense of meaning. And I mean, meaning, <laughs> again, in the words of the person I was talking to today, uh, she said that it doesn't have to be capital M meaning. That sometimes, like, if you just enjoy the challenges that you're solving or, like, tackling every day, then that's, that can be enough meaning, you know? Um, and sometimes it's just enough for a point in time. And that's fine as well, because I was saying that I kind of feel as though consulting won't become consulting. It's not my life. It's not my end goal, but it is what I, where I want to start, because I feel like that rotation of problems, of projects, is just going to be very fitting to someone who is like I find joy in solving for, solving for why um, so trying to figure out where to go from there oh. <laughs> so in short networking does not have to be shallow it's a chance to build a community like a professional community that really does understand you and wants to put you in a place where you can grow because honestly there's there's so many jobs in the world there's so many there's so many i cannot fathom i don't understand this that and the other thing but with the help of people that i find that do understand me and obviously like not all of these meetings are going to go well i'm very lucky that for me they did um but if they don't then it's just like that these are still people it's about finding your people and maybe the like roles that the people you do get along with the best those will probably fit you well too or if there's a company in common then you know it's you can take time to get a role that suits you you don't just have to jump into it um which is something that i think i can say this because it's i'm not but uh, my program I feel like I might have mentioned it already did a visit with Amex and so one of the people at Amex very high executive whatever but he was just saying like even though it worked out for me don't just choose your industry your job so haphazardly um, and that he really harped on having an external network um, instead of just like going through your job all on your little lonesome um, it was so nice that like the woman that I was talking to today uh, it was like a friend just like did that for me and so even having it's also weird to realize that your friends become your network too because I was thinking about it and I was like so a lot of my friends are a fair bit older than me and a fair bit being like a couple of years but in your career that can mean a lot and I was just like whoa this person that I met at like this stage in life is actually like doing something that I want to do. I think it's really cool. And I can just ask my friend honestly about their job. Like that's wild. Um, it's so inane, but it's just moving into that phase of life currently. So yeah, I'm just so, so grateful to myself for pushing 
pushing for that extroversion factor. And honestly, I don't think I'm going to get there. That's kind of a, a wall I've hit in the last week. Like, I, I, I'm, it's not looking like I'm going to hit extroversion, but these practices of putting myself in situations where I would be uncomfortable because of my introversion. And I now know how to relate to people. I now know how to have my own approach, how to really set an intention for these meetings is so nice. It's also just nice to set intention, like have, have that be a greater practice in my life because it means that I don't have to feel so listless. Uh, there's not so many anxious what-ifs if you, if you centralize it, if you communicate it. So that's my kind of two cents as I navigate the world. <laughs> Um, and I honestly like talking to her today. It made me excited to apply for jobs, and I've been paralyzed the last two weeks. I, like, I've missed some deadlines that I was excited for because I was just scared. Uh, but now I feel, I feel very confident, very safe and secure in a way that I wouldn't have if I hadn't done this. And I feel also so grateful that I now have started to establish a network of people that if I do feel lost again, I can just ask. And like, because I made sure that these were genuine points of contact, like genuine connections with people that, because I didn't go in and I was like, do you have jobs? Because that's just not me. Like a lot of people do approach networking that way where they're just like, oh, like, could you recommend me for this? Could you whatever? And there's nothing wrong with that. It's just not me. Because I'm much more, like, I, I want genuine relationships and genuine advice. And, like, asking that right off the bat, how, like, real questions about people's experiences, kind of looking for mentors in different areas, makes me feel safe. Because I know that I'm capable, and I know that I can get jobs on my own, and that the reassurance, the advice, the guidance is what was missing for me, and I found that. Um, and honestly, I, I didn't even realize that's what I was doing at first. Um, I, before, it was just like this blind quest for extroversion, but I found on the way, like, frameworks that kind of work for me. And now I know how to approach things, and I'm just very proud of myself. Um, yeah, I know I am seeing my friend. <laughs> She's across the street. She's on a mission to get groceries. There's a little grocery cart. So I'm not going to say anything. It's also windy. So sorry for the noise. Um, so. Yeah, very confident. And, yeah. Hello. I wanted to quickly interject with my classic fan in the background. Because... We know I need ambiance. I don't know. Um, but I wanted to talk about a pet peeve of mine, which has to do with a little lyric that Miss Rihanna herself <laughs> once wrote, uh, sang. I don't know if she wrote it. I, I'm not doubting singer-song. Is she a singer-songwriter? I, I literally don't, don't know. She is so talented, it doesn't matter. I credit her anyway. Um, but all of my kindness is taken for weakness. Uh, the, her classic song, Four or Five Seconds, with Paul McCartney and Kanye West, I think. 
I literally don't know that I've ever listened to the song in full. I just know the lyrics. For some reason. Anyway. And it's not so much that, like, I think of myself as an overly kind person. Like, I, that's... I think I act out of kindness, but it's not, like, a character trait I would use to describe myself personally. Um... But it's more the fact that, like, I'm, I kind of equate that to being emotional or open. And I am both of those things. I'm a very open person if we are close. Like, if you are, if we relate to each other in any type of way, I will be very, like, upfront. And though I am an emotional person, I'm not over the top by any means, if anything. Um, I was so, the reason why I'm so open now and believe so thoroughly and just truly communicating is because it gives other people permission to do so, it gives yourself permission. And I was just very closed off for a long time. And so when I call myself emotional, it actually tends to mean that it just kind of like on par <laughs> with most people. Um, so, but, but nonetheless, like, as an anxious attachment type, a lot of people in my life tend to be somewhat avoidant. Like, that, that is a perpetuating system of attachment, unfortunately. And I've had to learn how to be secure and how to have friendships that are secure as well. And I have very successfully moved towards that, but that doesn't mean I've just abandoned all of the avoidant people in my life and the thing is now that I've learned to not just accept that to not just accept avoidance it's so clear how used my openness is by those people uh not only to hurt me because I I can accept that that's not someone's intention that they truly don't want to hurt me that they'll truly find a way to make this not about themselves, I guess. Um, but what I'm trying to say is that I'll be very open with someone in my life. I'll be like, because I express my love to my friends. I express my love to people. I, I don't get like overly sappy, but if I truly feel I care about someone, I'll write them like a nice little message. Literally once in a blue moon. Like I do not do this very often. It's not... I'm not too much, but I'm made to feel that way because other people don't know how to accept kindness. They don't know how to accept closeness in relationships. And that makes me really sad. And you can't force somebody to be ready, but I'm just at a point where I refuse to have my openness be a crutch for somebody else to push me away. And the framing is always like, oh... I care about you, and it seems like you're going to get hurt in this friendship. <laughs> it's like, what? No, like, literally, what, are you, what the fuck are you talking about? Like, these are my emotions. I'm a big girl. Thank you so much, but, like, I'm a big kid. And when did I, like, ask you to do anything about this? That's so bizarre. Um... And it's also strange because then it puts them in, like, the self-aggrandizing position where it's, like, I'm the hero. And then 
it's like it's so str- especially because most of the time this I have very few um friends that are women that happen to have avoidant attachment types I feel like most women I know are either secure or a bit um anxious with like a few exceptions so it'll mostly be like my male friends um who which I guess is also like playing into gender stereotypes but I tried but like I I don't want to do that but this just happens to be the case where it just like I showed them some like basic level of affection and then they just like push you away it's like I just want to be your friend and you are the one making this difficult and then you put it on me and when they're kind of like valorizing themselves is that a word I don't know deal with it um it's hard to get through to someone in that state so I just I don't know I'm proud of myself that lately since finding more secure friendships I'm so grateful for my secure friends and the fact that they like put up with me going through this transition because I'd get a little anxious with them um but anyway now I'm just like I'm not gonna take this shit like I'm not just gonna sit here and let you drag me into this and bring up things I have never said and rather than get like emotional and defensive I will say like if if it's not an in-person conversation I'll, I'll write up a little angsty text to myself um and then I'll, do, I'll send it to myself so that I get that out of the way um and I will say that like I used to not maybe red flag formerly I used to not really read those and I would just send the upset one because I was like it's true to my feelings and I was like well actually at no point did I answer anything that was being said in the conversation so maybe maybe it's good that I proofread now so um yeah but I'm just like take a very straight up stance I'll be like hey like I this is you said this thing alluding to my feelings I never said that so like speak for yourself I don't know and then I'll kind of I'll like I'm trying to figure out how to word this but basically I just stand my ground of being like these are my feelings I can handle them and now that I'm saying that on what basis are you acting like this? Because to be frank, I do not want to be friends with someone who is cold. For whatever reason, you are being distant. One that is seemingly made up in your head because I never ask for distance. And if you are uncomfortable with affection, that's a different conversation that you can have with me instead of treating me like a child. Um, then... Yeah, if you are not, if you, point blank, not excited to talk to me, are going to be boring, are going to be rude, disrespectful even, I will not be friends with you anymore. I will not, because I was so understanding to a fault, and I don't want to say, like, it, it feels weird saying that in the same breath, apparently, as I say that the other party would put themselves on that kind of pedestal and I'm not trying to do that I'm trying to say that hopefully asserting my basic self-respect rather than being like oh I understand 
and letting a cycle continue. I, I'm trying not to let cycles continue. And I kind of just have to hope that by being honest, by hashtag speaking my truth, that like maybe something will click for the other party. And even if it's not with me, that like you have to hope that they'll at least stop treating other people like garbage because other people are actually like mature enough to admit they have emotions instead of repressing them. And it's so amazing that sometimes these people will admit, they'll be like, oh, yeah, it was kind of cowardly of me to be, like, indirect. And it's like, what is not clicking for you, babe? So anyway, that's my pet peeve, is people using my openness as a crutch for their avoidance. Thank you. My hands are dry, so I'm going to put some hand lotion on um, and probably call it a night. I would also like to note that, like, Part of my annoyance. I can never just go to sleep, can I? <laughs> I had two matches today. And that used to not affect me, but I'm so... I, I've drank so little caffeine lately that I was genuinely shaking earlier. Uh, I'm shaking from that caffeine now. Lyric from a song once recommended to me. Anyway, a weird tangent of mine, I guess. Um... I think part of my annoyance is that, like, obviously, if somebody, for whatever reason, this is like, never happened, so I just, like, I, I don't know what the reason would be, but if someone had ever been like, hey, like, don't express affection towards me as a friend, and I think it's also, like, I'm just used to most of the people in my life, like, being very open with their, like, affection, um, like, if any of these people that were avoidant had ever told me that they were like just like don't say nice things to me which would like would be hard for me because it's it comes so like it's second nature for me to compliment the people in my life um that like I, I wouldn't do that like I, I would obviously respect that boundary so with avoidant people I think another thing that just ticks me off or I guess another pet peeve is just like and there's just such a basic ineptitude with communication that it's like, if you don't want that, then say that. Like, I'll be fine. And they think that's where the caring element comes in. Like, they think other people can't handle it when in reality that is just them being afraid to, like, acknowledge anything on some level. It's like, I, I'm not a mind reader. How would I know? that like if you can't if you don't tell someone and then you punish them for it like that's that's not healthy that's not how you get anything done and it's just genuinely so confusing like it's absolutely baffling to me on a very profound level and I, I understand that that is partially just because I do things very differently and that if I have a problem I'll just say it immediately and if I'm uncomfortable with something I will set that boundary as it need be um so I understand that it's partially just a difference but it's not as though like th that was a hard one thing for me because I used to try and just be overly polite so I I guess that's sometimes why I struggle even more is it's like oh, I, I fought so hard for this why can't you do it um but now it is kind of just something I'm not really willing to accept. Like, if, if we have a conversation about it, 
and you're like oh, okay i see where you're coming from yeah but if we have a conversation about it and you continue to run away then but like i so wholeheartedly wish those people the best because like you're in my life for a reason like i i don't loosely have friends i care so deeply but you clearly like you're, you clearly don't care enough to have a friendship with me or to be honest with yourself and i'm not gonna enable you so but if we have a conversation and then there's some acknowledgement then like of course that continues that's all that i want um yeah but if you're not respected then the relationship isn't respected and you're truly holding both of yourselves back by not being in situations you want to be in. So. Just a crazy part. Whoa. Slay. Also, um, just a little less <laughs> corporate approach as much as it's funny that I call it that because I am, I have a very lax approach <laughs> to the corporate world. Um, is that with the former boss I was talking to today, we discussed a fair amount about travel because he's also my friend's boss who I went to Japan and Korea with earlier this year. And so when we were just catching up, I naturally, she came up and I was like, oh, so lovely traveling with this person. My boss, uh, former boss, they were talking about doing like a cute little apartment switch with uh, their friend in London. And I was like, I love that idea. And I'm so excited for in a few years when I'll be able to hopefully do that with a friend. Like, go to their home for a few days, and then they leave, they get my apartment for a bit, and then I go home a little early, a few days together. That sounds so fun. That's so cute. Such a great idea, honestly. Um, but we were discussing how, like, in some ways, traveling with someone is kind of like, building a little life together because with this friend in particular when we were in Seoul we stayed in one like place for a week one hostel and we felt like at the end of it we talked about how we had a, like a sense of pride in our neighborhood and had our like little routines and had a good flow that like being both both being introverts we like we were like I love you but I need a, a day to myself and it was just so completely respected and I love that flow. I'm also just so grateful that my friends are so easy to travel with. Like, so many people just, I feel like, get freaked out and aren't very logical. But thankfully, my friends have good reasoning skills. And so we're just able to, like, very, be very go with the flow, very open, fluid. Um, and I feel like I've always had a fairly relaxed approach to travel in general, which I think is good. Like... Uh, my mom, since a very young age, has had me be the one that sets up the itinerary, partially so that I can do what I want to do, but also so that I just, like, know how to travel, that I have the skills to do so, and that's why I always joke that I was, like, built to <laughs> live around the world and everything. Uh, like, literally built. I was made for <laughs> this. I was raised, <laughs> nurtured. Um, so, but we would never be, like, tried and true. It was just a few things every day that, like, to understand the flow, understand a good balance within a day, everything like that. But I think that 
as a kid, that being my task meant that I was still somewhat fixated on getting them done. I wasn't like a minute by minute planner, but I did like, I want to see a city. I want to really enjoy it and get to know a place intimately. And I kind of thought that approach for a while was like, get it in. And I still am that way. Like there are still things that over time I've, I've gotten even more relaxed a bit where I just like make a list of everything I want to do, everything the person I'm traveling with wants to do, places we want to eat and just like put it in maps so that way we have like we can just explore an area and have it be like chilled depending on what kind of day we want to do so I'll always have a museum day I'll always have like nature like athletic kind of feel and all of that <laughs> but there's still sometimes where if you're traveling with someone uh that's also a bit like on the ball where you're like getting through things like I feel as though there's sometimes that one that can wear you out just super fast and then you'd end up not really enjoying everything as much as you possibly could but um so it's just like now what I think it is also maybe a very American problem because most of my friends from other countries literally anywhere else in the world <laughs> will like take meals in particular a lot slower some cultures are even better about this better quote-unquote but just do this more I guess but it was a weird way to frame that um than others and like have like little cafe cultures little cafe moments um which I always like love going to different cafes when I have my little solo day when traveling because that's when I'll like tend to write or I like send postcards because that's another thing my mom had me do growing up is that we would always send postcards back to family and so now I'm in the habit of sending them just to people I'm very close to um so, but I think that, in short, it's still, like, still coming at it from a very American view, like, the traveling, and instead of just going with, like, the pace of life of a place, which I do try to do, um, but I, it's just, it wasn't clicking that, like, I should have long meals where sometimes, like, really lean into the building life with someone, kind of, is what I'm getting at, is that really lean into it because it's a different context it's a like that bond that I have with this one friend it's so much deeper than it ever was we are so much closer she means she always meant the world to me all of my friends do um but that experience is just something that like it's a very safe place in my brain and my memory and I'm very grateful for it and that was because we leaned into that we leaned into like being really unsure and like having longer dinners having like going to breakfast instead of just like getting something quick and running out the door to go start the day like we would go and just be a lot more intentional and I guess that it does kind of even relate to the businessy stuff I was talking about but just setting that intention to take things at the pace of life because well like in Seoul we kind of had to where nothing was open until noon but then cafes were still open until midnight and so you get used to being like oh, we'll wake up at, like, 8 a.m., do this, or whatever. And we're like, there's literally nothing to do, like, after the first day or two. <laughs> so we are just like, let's just... When in Rome, you know? When in Rome, that's so true. Except I... So Rome is not really for me, but that's okay. Uh, Italy, shouts out, still slaying. But yeah, just leaning in more. And even in my day-to-day -day life, I'm just, <laughs> just part of slowing down that being a big theme for me this summer is 
I, I just want long meals and um, the lady that I met with today she's French and so it was so nice but like that was even a weird comfort for me was just like the fact that I was like she's French she understands that we can just sit at a cafe and talk like <laughs> you know even after being like in the US for a while and she was talking about like being in between places um, just it was nice to not have to feel like even if my friends were as I've mentioned that we just like we'll meet for dinner we will do like lunch like wait we just like bond over food even those people there's still like a degree of like get something out of this like the food is the tat like it's still like something to check off and I was like no I want to chat over to food uh please so yeah um take it slow have long meals with your friends and sometimes the long meals can be your big activity as well um because i've always appreciated food like i always have the deep appreciation but i still kind of treat it like a check mark which makes me sad so yeah not the biggest insights but it's just it's permission to go slow because i don't think that i get that that often or have given it to myself so i give it to you silly little episode complete i'm gonna have my vegan chorizo <laughs> love beams P.S. I think I'm getting a bit worked up about this and considering how stressed I've been and how medically <laughs> under the weather I have I, I under the weather to me has a connotation of like a cold so that's not quite the proper phrase that I'm looking for um, nonetheless I simply have not been doing well and stress only worsens all health matters. Um, but I kind of wanted to talk about the the idea of like how you see see people can also sometimes hold them in place. So when I talk about my pet peeves, I talk about people that are avoidant or cast any kind of label, I I don't do that with hesitation. I do that very forthright because to me hesitation kind of indicates that there is a belief that there is stagnancy or that stagnancy is possible rather than an ability to like call the shots as you see them because it's something that like honestly for the first time I remember being like being rather aware of in high school because my boyfriend at the time he was talking about one of his friends who was chronically late and how he felt so disrespected by that. And he was like, he just remember he really couldn't fathom that a person, like, you, his friend knew that he cared about him showing up on time and he just wouldn't. And his crutch was always that he's just a late person. And <laughs> my ex was just like, he just couldn't like grasp it he was like you call yourself that and it perpetuates it like you you're just reinforcing your own ideas and there's no effort to change it and like call it that if you will but then know that you're actively disrespecting me and other people and understand that we don't have to put up with that and I just since then I've I've just always completely agreed with it and I think the same goes 
for not only like the stories you tell yourself that's like classic it's when they tell you you to quit when you're quitting smoking when you're doing anything differently they tell you to not identify with it but it's also if someone else sees you as a smoker they're gonna give you a cigarette they're you're gonna go out and you're gonna do these things and as much as like having willpower having that self-control that discipline whatever you want to call it is important you're also going to succumb to how other people see you and so I never stop expecting people to show up for me the way that I want them to because I believe that they can and I believe that I deserve that as well not that deserving is a thing but what I look for and it's how I feel respected based on my life experience and so I'll hold people accountable because if nothing else to me that's kind of how relationships work it shows that they do understand a part of me that is specific and that they took the time to care so more than deserving I guess what I'm trying to say is it shows that there is an effort that there is care there um and I understand that sometimes people fall short. I know that I absolutely fall short sometimes, but it's still just that effort to make those appearances for people that lasts, you know? And so when I call someone avoidant, I don't, I, I'm not marking it off as such, but I'm gonna, I'm gonna call it a behavior that doesn't sit right with me when I see it because... I'd want someone to do the same for me. Um, and that could be argued as being like a very me-centered point of view, but it's like, how else do you act in <laughs> like question mark? Like, we're all doing the best with what we have. So that's what we're doing? I don't know. Um, so yeah, no, it's just that idea of like, I've also had recent lessons come into my life where I would kind of have, like, because I have an anxious attachment type, even though it has gotten drastically better, it was somewhat severe for a while. And I would be prone to seeing the worst in people. And also in romantic relationships, I would just have these, like, deep fears. At the same time, I'd, like, put the person not to repeat the phrase, but on the pedestal. And it was mentally, it was horrifying for me. I'd have such high highs and the deepest lows and this other person would hardly have done anything. And it's not fair to them to just project my fears from the past onto this person because though I understand they have like, there's a possibility that they could do these things I'm afraid of if I'm telling someone that then in some ways of course they will of course someone you give someone a cigarette that's trying to quit smoking they're probably going to smoke the cigarette because it feels inevitable and if that's what someone expects of you then that's how they're going to show up and so yeah, and some of that was like my own fear, like being around the bush again, just trying to be very deeply polite. And I'd be like, hey, this kind of behavior is like weird to me. Like it doesn't sit properly. Instead, I would just kind of circumnavigate it and I'd be like, I'd be silly. Um, 
months, so yeah. Just seeing, giving people the opportunity to show up for you in the ways you want also lets them do better by themselves and gives them permission to show up in the ways that they wish to without labels, without anything attached to it. So I've been trying to practice that. And part of that is calling out those behaviors when you see it. Because as, as long as you know that it's a behavior when you see it, that it's not a dark mark on this person forever, but they do have to, in the next moment, show that they're willing to work on it or at least have some kind of indicator of understanding. Um, so yeah, we all are out here trying to do our best and I support you on your journey. Slay, my stomach is in absolute shambles. Not even, which I, haha, if you know me, that's like always it happens, but whatever. I'm tired of it. I'm sick and tired of it. <laughs> Both the pain and the jokes. Like, I know it's funny, but also, when I say these things, I am in pain. So, like, okay. Um, yeah.